0: Hello, John Schuler.
1: Are you recording now?
0: Of course I'm recording now. That's why I said hello, John Schuler.
1: <laughs> hello, Brandon <Fred> <laughs> Gore. You like that? Hello, <laughs> cool. uh, I'm being recorded.
0: You're being recorded. <laughs> it's official. Yeah. So this week, the word of the week is fibers. That's the word of the fibers. week. Pee Wee's word of the week is fibers. Yeah. So fibers have been... It's amazing how, like, when it rains, it pours. So many people have been having questions about fibers. And so yeah. we thought, this week, let's talk all things fiber. That sounds, sounds good, good to, to me. You? Okay. So,
1: it does. number yeah, one, yeah.
0: The, the big discussion, first off, is PVA versus glass. When do you use one? Why do you use one? Is one better than the other? All that kind of comes down to, it depends. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on what technique you're using. And it depends what your right. end expectation of the product is what do
1: you want that to be yeah what what you're comfortable using what's available to you i mean all of these things come into play especially right now when there's well glass is readily available but more of the pvas seem to be less available with hundreds may or may not be around at all and sevens the pva sevens look like they may not be available for reordering until potentially or possibly the end of the year. So yeah. anyway, yeah, let's let's talk fibers. Well, let's start
0: with glass. Okay. Sure. That's that's the easy one. Glass fiber, why would somebody
1: use glass? What was the reason to use glass? Well, there are several reasons. Before we get down that whole whatever, fiber versus fiber. We all know or we should know anyway, why we're using as primary reinforcement versus secondary reinforcement. Would you agree? I I mean, I think that's what pushes people this direction in what we're doing. Sure. And then that gets complicated between is it possible to load enough secondary reinforcement to become primary reinforcement? And my meaning to that is, then you can talk about acrylic fibers and micro PVA fibers, which leads us again in this whole kind of circle of what fibers are available and what are you using for. So I guess the simple answer for glass would be number one, at least for most of us that are trying to use it as a primary reinforcement is bundle glass fiber, right? The monofilament, yeah, 200, uh, I'd say 150 to 200 filament bundles, which are, you know, I know, Nippon, um, who else has that? Owens Corning. Owens Corning, St. Yeah.
0: Goban, which I think Owens Corning is now St. Gabon. or St. Gabon is now Owens yeah, I Corning. I think so. I think they bought them. Right. There, there's several manufacturers, but Nippon Electric Glass and um, Owens Corning are the two primary ones we have in the United States. And yeah, 200 filament, three-quarter inch-ish, you know, half inch to three-quarter inch is uh, what I have found to work best for me. When I first started, it was half inch long fibers, 100 filament bundles is what Hiram Ball used to recommend. It worked, but for SEC type mixes, a very flowable mix, even though it's the same number of fibers based on weight, because we do it all by weight. So let's say it's 10 pounds we're putting in for for our mix, 10 pounds of fibers. Well, 10 pounds of 100 filament and 10 pounds of 200 filament, same weight, but double the amount of fibers with the 100 filament. Right. So mm-hmm. by doing that, you increase the surface area, which in turn increases the resistance of the mix to want to flow because you have all this additional surface area holding it together as it's trying to, you know, flow between tight forms. And inevitably, inevitably, that's a hard word to say, inevitably, yeah. it was more thick and, and less prone to self-leveling well, and air, being able to get out of it and, and working into tight spaces. So I moved to 200 filament and I had a long conversation with Hiram back in the day. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, you're going to lose some strength because there's less surface area, there's less surface area of the fiber binding. But he's like, you know, for what we do, it's it's a non-issue. Yeah, for workability's sake, 200 filament, if that's working for you, keep doing it. And so was, I've been doing that now for, I would say, ever since... 2006 or seven maybe is when I made the switch at 200 filament bundles. And
1: that's all I've used. Well, and to add to that. So when, since we're all using 200 filament, the half inch 200 filament will actually get a little bit better flow than the three quarter inch. And that, that is because the same filament size. So you're not making dramatic difference instead. Now you're just shortening the fibers, shorter fibers, since they're the same size, would flow a little bit better. Again, but you have more fiber, though. True, but the longer fibers, again, this is solely comparatively speaking. So the longer fibers can get a little prickly in a mix. You Hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So by shortening them down but still using the same, let's say, filament loads, you'll actually get a little more flow. Gotcha. Again, and again, we're not talking the difference between a, you know, really thick molasses and a milkshake, but you will end up with slightly better air release. And, you know, these are very, very minor things. So then that, that ultimately then with that, for me, is what are, what's available and what are you used to work with, working with? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, the half inch, what would that be like 12 millimeter? Because everything's in millimeters. Is that 12? Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, twelve and nineteen. I think nineteen would be yeah, three quarter. Twelve and nineteen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's interesting. So glass fiber, some of the benefits of it are it's you know at least based on on the things I learned from Hiram, glass fibers are a mechanical bond. They bond right. with the concrete. Um, something else Hiram told me way back in the day was they have what's called sizing, which is like a glue that holds a bundle together. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the Interesting things about glass fiber and the sizing is the sizing essentially creates a tube that the fiber can move
1: in slightly. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think that's true? I don't know how true that is. No. Well, I'll give that, I won't put that on the uh, fake news. I guess technically it would because the sizing is like the glue holding it all together. But I think ultimately the ductility we've ever seen in GFRC pieces, because I think we've all taken them and picked them up and and been like, oh, look, they dip like three inches in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But that was all polymer load. That Hmm. was all us. Yeah. Loading, you know, acrylic polymer in and transferring uh, a hard, stiff potential substrate that it was all cement hydration based into something evolving around whatever characteristic the plastic load was that we load in, Hmm. you know, all the way back to remember, we were 15% Fifteen percent solids, seven percent. I think most people are down in the two percents now, depending on what they're doing. And and um, because what I was going to say along this whole glass fiber, just had a conversation yesterday. And I, you know, this is where this kind of conversation goes so many ways. There are some general rules, some basic general rules when it comes to fiber loading. And these, I'm just kind of let's say if I can. You know, one sweeping answer to so many questions. Like number one, when I tell people, so the higher load, the smaller the fiber, the thicker the mix. I mean, it's just nature of the beast, right? Would you agree? So, you know, I'd say pound for pound, if we took a a bunch of PVA sevens, one pound of PVA sevens versus a pound of AR glass, two hundred filament load. Y- you know, you're going to get a beautifully flowing, self consolidating out of these larger fibers versus what we call more the clay style by loading all that really small fiber. So, I mean, this is kind of a general rule. A question I got yesterday along that general rule and the benefits in this case, we're talking about AR glass is if you want a flowable mix, meaning a self-consolidating mix, you need to be up and your major fiber load needs to be a larger fiber. In this case, AR bundles. Uh, we have talked a little bit about PVAs, but again, I'm willing to say there's some other pros and cons to PVAs. But in general, just in a general sense, if you want flow, they need to be larger fibers. Right?
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: So, and then, um,
0: go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say. So, oh, I was going to say. Well, I was going uh, um, no, to say. What are you going to say? say something? What are you going to say?
1: Then what I was going to say. Well, say go it. Ahead. Say it. it. Well, then, well, what I was going to say is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go, all right. No, you, you, no, you. Go I'm ahead. not saying. You okay. go ahead. <laughs> my turn. My turn. Um, yeah, let's just talk pros of the glass for a moment. Yeah, and that was my point. Flow. Yeah. If you want flow, PVA fibers, or excuse me, glass fiber, bundled glass fibers, you're going to get flow. Yeah right? Self-consolidating. Maybe, you know, you could take it all the way to the full milkshake if you want, Um, but definitely a, you know, pancake batter, kind of flowing, self-consolidating mix. Glass is fantastic for that. Well, I
0: poured 720 pounds of mix this afternoon of Maker Mix and loaded the TBP at 76 grams per bag, 76 grams, six pounds of water, and 20% ice and it, and I used AR glass fiber, three quarter inch, 200 filament. And it was incredible how well it poured. Yeah. Poured, self-leveled, all the air came out on its own. Just absolutely beautiful mix, 76, 76 grams. Not 77, not 75, 76.
1: Yeah, 76, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful mix to watch. I mean, you you just watch it when you pour it out and just, you know, it just creeps right out. And at the same time, it almost looks like, you know, boiling water, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the air is just coming out of it. It's a beautiful mix. Yeah. So, aside from flow, glass fibers, which, if I can explain for a second, what we mean by mechanically bonding, at least for this glass. So, I, I really think of glass fibers as a stiff primary reinforcing fiber so if you want something to lock quickly because it's mechanical create wonderful stiffness in a piece you know that's again there's your glass fiber they come on early their strength comes on early they they're not bound around what percent hydration's going on they just lock in and they create a beautifully stiff mix i mean stiff countertop yeah you know what i mean least amount of flex meaning the not the flex of the concrete itself but the fibers themselves don't flex sure yeah
0: and you know glass fiber reinforced concrete has been around now in commercial applications on exterior cladding of buildings for 50 plus years and you know it it has weathered extreme climates and freeze thaw and impact and everything else and it is a very high performance product gfrc we take pieces in our classes that have glass fiber and PVA, and we take them out and we'll shoot them with a 4570, which is a massive round, and, or a 223, which is a super high velocity round. And the amazing thing about either fiber, doesn't matter if it's PVA or glass, is just the ability to take impact. It'll pierce the tile. The tile doesn't explode. Where right. had we not had the fiber in there, uh, and we shot a half inch tile, it would explode into a thousand pieces. So the fiber. Allows the shock wave to go through the concrete, but it holds it all together and it doesn't come apart. We don't get all these cracks coming off of it. It's, it's really an amazing thing to see. Something else really quick about glass fiber that we didn't talk about is we're talking about AR glass, which stands for alkali resistant glass. And I used to believe, again, based on something Hiram told me, that it was their zirconia content of the glass itself, that they were mixing in zirconia into the molten glass mixture to make an alkali-resistant glass. But you said the zirconia is a coating on the glass. Is that correct? Right.
1: Yeah, I believe it's part of all the sizing and everything. Yeah. Okay. It's not the glass itself. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. So, but people listen. You don't, you don't want to go down to like a boat supply or marine supply place automotive, anything like that, where they have e-glass, which is just normal glass fiber with no coating on it, and put that in your concrete because the alkaline environment will attack the glass, degrade it, and essentially render it useless right. in time. So don't use just plain e-glass, fiberglass.
1: No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But and I then, want to
0: say that's something that Hiram told me too about the polymer was the reason they used to load the polymer so high back in the day it was because AR glass wasn't a thing when they first started doing GFRC. That's, that came down the road. Mm. And so they used to put such a high dose of polymer in there to help prevent the glass from degrading in the mix. So essentially they had to just pump, pump the concrete full of plastic glue to essentially
1: protect the glass to some extent. That was one of the reasons. Interesting, because, you know, following that philosophy, it it goes exactly down the lines that we've talked about. What polymer does like negatively to cement hydration, yeah. meaning that if all this glue that we're calling it glue is used and it coats all those fiber bundles, hence gluing it in, it's that same glue that's coating every other particle as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything from you know the the cement powder, the sand, the admixtures, whatever's going in there. Is getting coated by all this stuff, which can you know cut down on the potential for water hitting the cement powder itself. And what, like I've said for a minute, long, long time, it definitely retards hydration. Yeah. So why wouldn't you you use glass? What's the fear? Hold on, hold on. Why wouldn't you use glass? Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you between you and I, right? You use substantially more glass fiber than I do. That's all I use. So. Yeah. And so, from your point of view, what's the downside? I mean, what's the fear of people using glass fiber specifically in self consolidating mixes?
0: So, glass, if SCC is done correctly, it doesn't settle on the surface. But when people use a mix that is over plasticized, over consolidated, they over vibrate it, the fibers can drop out of suspension and end up ghosting on the surface when you flip it over you'll see shadows of them. Now I've had it happen. I've gotten too carried away with plasticizer. Uh, I've, in the past, I, not with Maker Mix or Rad Mix, but in the past, I did use low-level vibration to try to get the mix to consolidate. And in doing so, sometimes you could overdo it and then get fiber ghosting. It's happened. But for me, the, the main reason somebody would choose not to use glass would be workability. So somebody like Dusty Baker that's going to do a carved edge, you can't carve an edge with glass fiber in it because the glass fiber will stick out and you can't get rid of it. You can't torch it off. It doesn't just melt away when you hit it with a torch. And somebody like you that's doing an upright cast where you're gonna trowel the surface and work it and buff it with a you know hogs hair pad and do all these different things. Again, the glass is just gonna stay there. You can't get rid of it. Really right. glass fiber is gonna be for an as cast type surface or if you're gonna spray a face coat and then do a glass infused backer coat. Then you can process a little bit more and demold it. You can water polish a little bit more. You can do things like that. But uh, for me, I just do SEC GFRC for everything. That workability is what I do for everything. Doesn't matter what it is: tile, sinks, furniture, countertops, whatever it is. Planters. That's all I use. And I've just found personally that the workability, the surface finish, the uh, repeatability, and my expectations of what I want the end result to be are much more consistent with SCC, GFRC versus a sprayed face code or other things. But some looks, like a trowel surface or a hand-carved surface, requires the use of PVA.
1: Well, and that's how I say the, the major benefit coming to the design school workshops, even for me, is coming out there and working with you and pouring self-consolidating concrete with a bunch of three-quarter-inch glass bundles. And I mean, right, even at the last class, we did some pretty heavy acid etching. And I'm willing to t- tell you, I mean, I, I'm not seeing a bunch of fibers. No,
0: so, the only one we did see, which was very interesting, because I don't, I don't pour into rubber molds very often. I, I have rubber components in my... Forms A lot of times like a soap dish or a drain knockout or something like that, but we poured into rubber table molds and when we kind of shook them around, like picked up the edge and dropped it, picked up and dropped it, we demolded those pieces. We did get ghosting of fiber, which you don't get on melamine or fiberglass or plastic, anything like that, like a hard surface, but that kind of that deadening, that thud, that it's a weird resonance the rubber has with the concrete. I think that that allowed the fiber not to bounce up off the surface. So lifting up and dropping it, they just kind of settled and didn't bounce up like they do on a harder surface. So anyways, yes, typically 99.999% of the time, I don't see any ghosting. But in the in the demo day we did, we did get some, which was interesting. Right. So, But it, it I traced it back to pouring into just straight rubber molds, and that's what caused it.
1: Well, and that's, that's all I was going to add. I think the number one fear at least with self-consolidating mixes is uh, a large fear out there of people using the glass bundles and worried about those glass bundles ending up in their surface finishes. So is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. But is it absolutely detrimental? Well, let's mm, see, this is, I guess this gets the, the questions I get a lot. So then somebody will ask me, well, John, you know, what what do you think you can do? And this goes back to our general rules. What would be what was something I could do if I some need more stealth or I want something all stealth? So let me throw it out there. Number one, there aren't any zero stealth fibers. So whether we're talking the PVAs, which again, you got to get into the larger PVA, which would be the PVA 400s. I don't even want to talk about the hundreds anymore because if they're not going to be available. So it's the PVA 400s. So let's just talk reality for a minute. You deep etch into an all PVA mix and you're going to get down to the point where, I guess what I'm willing to say is you're not going to see a white glass, AR glass bundle. I mean, you're not going to see that. But what you will see is Almost looks like, I don't know, I'm going to call them little scratches. You know what I mean? Like if you catch the light right and you look at the surface of that concrete, it's going to look like the, and that's the fiber, it's going to look like these little scratches. So I guess that's what I want to put out there. Number one, they're not fully stealth because if you're trying to get a self-consolidating mix, you need to use a larger fiber. That's it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I mean, Brandon. There's no. I guess what I'm saying that's just not a rule you can get around. Yeah. We. You're not. You know. No one's going to load a half a pound of PVA 15s and have a full flowing, self-consolidating mix. Yep. You're going to have closer to maybe a loose ECC or something like that. Um. So. So some of the some people I have talked to you know, they, they've tried that like, well, I will just, I'll cut the PVA 15 loading in half PVA 15 being the, you know, the, the shorter fiber, um, just over, I think they're actually five sixteenths, but anyway, but then they load half loading and just reach out to some of those guys. Some it's frustrating for people because there are some people who will swear they're pulling it off. And they can use a half, fi- you know, a half a loading of fiber. So what I'm saying is, instead of PVA, mind you, 250 grams, they're loading 120 to 125 and creating a pretty flowable mix. But then you're risking shrinkage and cracking. So be aware of that. I'm Again, say the general rule guys, if you want a self-consolidating mix, you need to use a larger fiber. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Well,
0: yeah. and something that you and I have been talking about is really pushing people, if you want to do SCC, use glass fiber. Yeah. The PVAs are just more problematic for that type of mix because of dispersion and everything else. Right. That glass fiber solves a problem. If that's what you're wanting to do, use glass fiber. Something you were talking about, which I just want to address real quick, is you know, you're know you talking about if you deep etch into a PVA fiber and you kind of see those scratches. The client won't care about that if that's what the client sees when they when they look at a sample. Correct. Even the sample with that there of the little tiny micro scratches in the surface, that's that's the product they're approving. We love it. Looks great. Good. You make their countertops, you seal it, they're sealed up. Nobody cares. But it's really just more your attitude. If that's the if that's the mix and that's an artifact of the process of the fiber you're using and the way you're processing it, then let it be. Who cares? Nobody cares. It's only you that's making a problem with it. Nobody else, the client, they, they don't know what concrete is. You're showing them what concrete is. This is concrete. Perfect. Great. We love it. And they move on. So that's something I want to hit real quick. You kind of segued into PVA fibers and half loadings. And again, we're going to push people away. We're going to start steering people away from using PVAs for SEC. But right. I do want to address. So Dusty, who I love Dusty, Dusty Baker is... One of the, one of the most phenomenal concrete artisans in the industry, and he does classes with us and all that kind of good stuff. Love Dusty, but Dusty does play with the fiber loadings for what he's doing, and he'll he'll adjust them down, he'll adjust them up. He does different different things. Think of Dusty like Miles Davis, right? Dusty has paid his dues over the years, and he's super super knowledgeable and in tune with the mix. In the piece he's casting and what it needs to do and how he needs to maneuver it and the application is going to be installed into and what it is going to be subjected to and he'll adjust as needed to do what he's wanting to do but people hear oh dusty didn't use 230 grams of fiber he used 125 grams of fiber i'm going to do that don't do that you're not dusty baker someday you'll be at dusty baker's level but you're not there yet use 230 230 is what we recommend it's safe It's going to give you the structural requirements you need. If you don't do that, if you decide, I'm going to play fast and loose, because again, you don't have the knowledge base that Dusty does to make those decisions yet. You're going to back it off. And then you have problems. Hey, John, this piece, I got these little micro cracks.
1: Yeah. What's this all about? I did everything per your instructions.
0: What's (laughs) going on? Well, that's (laughs) weird. Tell me what you did. I did exactly what you said to do. I did exactly da. da, da, da. And then 20 minutes into it, and I did 115 grams of uh, PVA. Whoa, 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 what? That's that's half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's half what we recommend. Yeah. But I heard Dusty did it. I heard somebody that talked to Dusty. That's what they did. Okay, well, that's not what we recommend. We recommend 230 grams. 230 is what you should use, not 115, not 125. Someday, when you get really, really good at playing with PVAs and knowing what you're doing, you can, you can bump those up and down as needed, knowing that we recommend 230. Anything less than that, you're taking a risk.
1: Yeah, you're taking a risk. Yeah. Well, because there's, 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 there's another caveat to that. The PVA 15s, and again, not the 400s, but the 15s, in self-consolidating, so let's call that the very flowable, high-plasticized mix, they have a difficulty breaking down the bundles. So what I have seen a couple times is people who saw some shrinkage, yes, they may have been loading 125 grams, but once they broke the piece, they still had a lot of those fibers were still in bundles. Now, I can't answer if those bundles had been dispersed, had it been better? Well, yeah, I guess that's a simple one to say, sure but I'm still not going to recommend any time 115 to 120 grams of fiber. That's a risk that someone else is going to have to take. And then, you know, if you want to make that risk, I'm okay with it, but you'll still hear me say, bring in some other larger fiber like AR bundle and make up the difference. Don't just run 120 grams and call it a day. Bring something else in that I know works which would be, you know, a large fiber like the bundle glass. Period.
0: I told a story in I don't know, five, ten podcasts back about Nick, Nick Relamp Ghost at its concrete. We did a class at it. Oh, yeah. He did a half loading of glass fiber in the in a piece. And I told he did it in front of the class. And I told everybody in the class, guys, I do not recommend this, okay? The glass fiber loadings we're using have been determined through years of of uh, trial data, you know, testing. And this is where we need to be to have the structural strength we need. And Nick is like, ah, oh, you know, I do it all the time. It's totally fine. And again, you're stepping over dollars, pick up times. What are you saving? You're, you, you what? Cut out a half pound of fiber out of your mix. What did that save you? A few bucks?
1: Yeah. $2. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he, he, I said, okay, Nick, the piece you're doing, do what you want. And so he did. He made, they made a sink. He cut the fiber loading in half. You know, it held together for demolding and processing but on the last day, we're having pizza. We're hanging out in Nick's shop. We're having pizza and beer, and we're just hanging out talking. The whole class is there. And somebody in the class says, hey, do you think you can stand on that? And Nick's like, yes, I can. And so they put it up on saw horses, and Nick stepped off the table onto it, snapped in half immediately. Yeah. The, the second he put his weight on it, snapped in half. And, you know, Nick was embarrassed. And, uh, you know, I t- said, don't be embarrassed. Guys, this perfect example. This is why exactly. we use the correct amount of fiber. You didn't save anything. Now you're going to remake this piece. If this was a client piece, you remake it. What's it going to cost you? It's a lot more than two bucks in fiber, right? Use the right amount of fiber. So anybody listen to this. If you hear that somebody else, so-and-so, is using this amount of fiber, don't do that. Use what we're recommending. Use the correct amount of fiber and have way, way, way less chance for problems than if you cut that in half.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, and- I mean, I'm, t- I'm trying to think of so many questions I get. <clears throat> so along that lines, there happened to be, you know, someone I was talking to about like, well, John, I think, and it, right, it comes down to maybe a blaming or trying to find a problem with the mix rather than the loading, would be, well, John, you know, why is it that I can do the clay mix and not have any of these issues? but it's when I run the SCC mixes and I'm like, okay, well let's analyze that for a minute in a clay mix. We're running a very high load of a lot of little fibers. So, I mean, it's a massive fiber mesh going through all that concrete between a combination of sevens and 15s, you know, 200 to 230 grams per 50 pound bag is a boat load of fiber. But that's also be why you're gonna get a clay mix. You're not gonna get a self-consolidating well, mix. also out of that.
0: The, the mix consistency creates a lot more shear on the fibers, which disperses them yes. much more evenly versus a fluid mix where the fibers are just kind of flowing around. They're just like fish in the ocean. You know, you run right. your hand through the ocean, you're not gonna hit any fish because they just go around you, right? And so that's the go paddles. That's the paddles in your right. mix are going around and the fibers are just like, oh man I'm just gonna do my own thing, bro. I'm just swimming in an ocean right now. That's what SEC right. mix is. It. So it's not gonna bust those bundles
1: up and they're just gonna stay together and you're gonna end up with Yeah, they just stay. Yeah. Yeah. Which and that that brought up I know we're we're jumping around. So back to this whole idea of PVA 15s in self-consolidating high plasticized loads. So and again, if someone decides to do this, go for it. It's on you. But you need to get enough shear to break those fibers down. So some of the questions came up recently was, well, John, you know, geez, we're having a lot of fibers show up. So what do you think the problem is? So let's backtrack here. Called them up. We walked through everything. They were adding the fibers at the end of the mix or or the mix cycle, right? Uh, Did the slake add the fibers. Okay. But a caveat that nobody brought in was they're using a barrel mixer, you know? Oh, okay. So you're not even using a high shear mixer, so in that case your fiber should have put in earlier pre-slake for the extra time of shear through the little baffles make sure you you know had turn your drum down so everything's cutting through those baffles now that's only the mixer the next step would be pull some of that mix out each time and you're literally going to have to hand mix it for a minute, either with a double paddle mixer or definitely beat the crap out of it with a single paddle mixer before you add any glass fiber. So that was another one um, I found recently. Again, they were trying to create a self-consolidating mix by using a bunch of PVA-15s. They thought they had accomplished it because they added the fiber and said, woohoo, look at this. We got so much flow. But they ended up with a crud load of heavy bundle fiber showing up in their finishes. You know yeah. that's so that's a no no. Fish and yeah. sea, man. That's um, all
0: they are. Fish and sea. That's what's wrong. Right. Hey, this might yeah. be a stupid question because I don't use PVAs, yeah. and I honestly, anybody listening, like I have, you have the listeners have more experience with PVAs than I do. I promise you. Like there's, I have none, zero. But is it possible to take the PVA uh, fibers you've batched out for your mix? Put it in the batch water, and then take your double blade mixer, your column mix handheld mixer, or whatever, and just just to get them to beat them up. disperse in the water before you add the water into your mixer to help get better dispersion. Or would that not do anything?
1: Uh, that's what I call creating a fiber slurry. And no, it works great for things like acrylic fibers or um, you know the old cellulose fibers, yeah. buckeye fibers. You know that works pretty good. But no, not so much with the PVAs. Mm. The the PVAs, it's just a time. They need to go in. You need to leave them in there. You need to give a good solid 10, 15 minutes. It's hard to describe. But when you've been doing this long enough, at least for me, I can literally look in the mixer and tell you where it's at from a dispersion point of view. I add the fibers. I mean, if you look at that mixer and you go, wow, those paddles are really cutting through it. There's no question. And this is even at a high TBP load, you know, high plasticizer load for the best plasticizer. I can walk away for five minutes and come back and look in that mixer. And if I still see those paddles nicely cutting through that mix, then there's no way those fibers have been dispersed yet. There's just no way. It, all, it almost has to create this, I don't know, how. I, I don't even know the right adjective. To describe it but you literally have to look at it almost like a flowy hairy mess to know that those fibers are dispersed and that's why i can tell anybody there's no way to achieve a self-consolidating fully flowing mix out of you know the pva 15s or the pva 7s i'm not real supportive of the pv 100s for that reason, which leads you into the PVA 400s. But again, as I keep coming around this, it needs to be bigger fiber, period, yeah. to get flowable mixes. Yeah.
0: You had a little slip of the tongue there, but I liked it. The Did blessed I? the blessed pa- plasticizer. The blessed plasticizer. Blessed. I think we should change yeah, the blessed. TBP <laughs> to be not the best plasticizer, the yeah. but the blessed
1: plasticizer. I like it. It should be amen. It's undeniable. I mean, this is a whole different conversation, but (laughs) it's undeniable. If anybody's worked with the TVP and worked with any other plasticizer, it's a completely different animal. Yeah, no question about that. That's amazing. It is so amazing. So, um, yeah. So you know. So those are the advantages, and I'm I'm willing to say the slight disadvantages of the PVA bundle glass. Uh, Advantages: great flow. Early bonding, stiff, you know, stiffening of the concrete, you know, uh, w- but you are going to run a potential, and I'm going to say minor, of the fiber showing up in the faces. But I truly believe it's minor. And I'm saying that because, and I know people are listening to this are like, yeah, whatever, John. Let me tell you something. When I go to the design school and we cast those three dimensional sinks and we do all that stuff, and we go over, and then we do the acid etching. Brandon, I'll tell you, that one day, I did really heavy acid etching. I wanted to prove to myself that they wouldn't show up. And I, I mean, they didn't show up. They're pretty cool. Yeah,
0: PVA is cool. I, again, me personally, glass is what I'm used to. And this also comes down to what are you used to? What are you comfortable with? I'm used to and I'm comfortable with glass. Right. And so that's what I use. You're used to and you're comfortable with PVA. So that's what you use. And you know, some why should I use one and not use the other? Again, my and I don't know if you feel the same, but my criteria for which one you choose is what do you want to do? Or you want to do SEC? Well then use glass. Or you want to do a carved or upright cast mix? Well then use PVA. Simple as that. That's that's yeah. gonna help you pick but, which fiber.
1: But either way, use proper loading.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Use don't cut corners. Loading. Because you're not saving that. any money. See. We don't sell fibers. And even the people that sell fibers, we yeah. know what the margins are because we've gotten wholesale pricing. They're not making that much money on it. So you're not saving anything. Just use the correct amount of fiber.
1: So and that, so you're, you already hit it. The advantages of PVA fiber, which is the smaller fiber. The advantage is stealth. Yep. Plain and simple. Stealth. Yep. No more and no less. And the
0: ability to be removed. So when you carve an edge... And you right. have those fibers sticking out. You have like little little arms sticking out, millions of them. You can take a torch and torch them right off. Glass, they're not going to go anywhere. You have to get it to the point that glass melts. So you're not going to do that with a torch.
1: So you're screwed right. with or glass. Or deep, deep grinding. You know, if you're doing some kind of terrazzo looks and you don't want to see fiber or, you know, large fiber like the AR bundles, then, you know, PVA is going to be your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's, like I said, I... I wanted to put the general rule out there because I got hit on that yesterday and I had to walk through the whole, like if the fibers are small, you're not going to get big flow. You got to get back into the bigger fibers and then that becomes limited in what's big. So big would be PVA four, 400s and AR, AR are much more available and uh, that would be my choice.
0: We talked about in the last podcast, we're recommending silica systems now for AR glass Mm -hmm. and for PVAs for the most part. Something else that you and I have talked about privately. So I've made comments about how when we do a class, we have a PVA piece and a glass fiber piece. And after the class leaves, I got to break them up to get rid of them. I'll flip the glass fiber piece Mm -hmm. off the table and it'll break into one piece, two pieces, you know, just gets a crack running through it, but it pretty much bounces. And I take the PVA piece and I flip it over and it shatters like glass. You know my interpretation mm-hmm. of that has been, uh, the you know the PVA is holding it together, but it doesn't hold it together the same way glass does. You were telling me, and again, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to glass or to uh, to PVA fiber because I don't use it, so I don't know the ins and outs of PVA. But you're telling me about how PVA works and how it develops its bond strength in time through hydration. It's not a right. very you know, the glass is an immediate bond essentially where PVA takes time. So that's why we're seeing, you know, a day or two after the class, it doesn't have the same strength, but if we did that two months, three months after the class, it'd be a drastically different result. Yeah, the impacts
1: continues to go up. You wanna talk well, about that? Well, then there's the other thing is, yeah, so in the kind of mixes all of us are trying to use, here was a, here's another kind of just very simple general rule. And this is based on, let's say, weight to volume. So the easiest way to think about it, one pound of glass fiber is the equivalent of half a pound of PVA, right? So, you know, again, and that's just really from a a fiber weight point of view. And that's because of the specific gravities. It's actually a little more than that. But I guess where I was going to go is when we run mixes in the class – it's very easy for us to achieve what we're trying to achieve by using one pound of AR glass, right? I mean, that's whether we're doing, you know, benches or chairs or whatever the case may be, running that loading is perfect. And it gets what gets us what we're looking for in the class from a strength point of view. But if we were running something and we really wanted it to be equivalent, then the reality is, we'd want to be running about a half pound or slightly over a half pound of the PVA and we don't run those in class. And the reason we don't run them is when when we're showing what we're trying to show and Dusty's trying to show what he's showing, we're not actually running those. So we're not, I guess, in the class, we're really showing techniques and uses, right? How to create these techniques or textures or whatever the case may be. So we move fiber loadings And those fiber loadings for us, not necessarily the um, SEC mixes, because you do it based on the strength, right? And flow, release the air, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, The PVA loadings were not maxing out an equivalent to make a comparison simply on the number of fibers because we'd have to put in about another 30 grams, which ultimately what I'm trying to tell everybody is that means Dusty would always be using a clay mix. (laughs) We're not going to do that. Or the type of clay mix I'd be using would be very stiff. So if I'm trying to use a texture that needs a loose clay mix, I'm not going to put a high loading of PVA. You know, so these are the caveats. And then, yes, along that same conversation is the strength and early bonding of the PVA is nowhere near the same early strength bonding as the glass. So again, if we're trying to compare things that are 24 hours old to 24 hours old, well, it's undeniable that your PVA is going to have lower strength. There's no question because they're based around hydration bonding. And that's right. um, You know, pulling up the last one, say someone who also is a, not really curing their concrete. Well, you might get away with that with some glass cuz they mechanically bond. But you're cr- you're literally shooting yourself in the foot when you move to a fiber whose strength is based on hydration bonding and you minimize its hydration. Hence, you're going to minimize its strength. If that, you know, that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, for sure. I think I took the long way around the barn with that one, though. But
0: anyway. I zoned out for a little while. But you know, there's a <laughs> there's a cardinal outside, and I was watching a squirrel <laughs> jump around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I guess it's it's hard to put it all together because I ultimately, just like when we talk about sealers, right? I think everybody wants to put whatever sealer they're talking about in these cute little boxes that answers everything, right? Solvent-based versus water-based, an acrylic versus a urethane, and, you know, GFRC versus a non-GFRC. And we we all want to organize these things into boxes that make sense for us. And too often, in this case, when we're just talking about fiber technologies in the same mix, there's a lot more that has to be considered than just... Hey, I used PVA versus glass. You know what I mean? Well, and then that's when people hit me. And as typical of me, I come at everybody with more questions to begin with than just answering your question because none of these are simple questions, but I'm ready to, I think Brandon and I are both ready to make the whole SCC pretty simple. Use glass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Use way glass. To do it. Don't make it difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you want to go outside that box, Hey, I'm willing to talk about it. But what I don't want is that then certain someone turning and going, Hey, you know, I did what you said. How come this isn't working? Well, because I'm going to put it on your shoulders. Um, there's too many caveats. There's too many what ifs. And did you slake it three times? Did you slake it the first time Were you using a barrel mixer or using an Imer double blade mixer, single paddle? Yeah. I mean, there's so much of this that we can't answer in a somebody's shop. So at some point, there are some of these things where people are going to have a responsibility. Mm-hmm.
0: But the yeah. mixed designs and the processes we've outlined on our website and in the videos that we have on our website are proven. They're sound. If you follow the instructions, you don't deviate from right. them. You will get consistently great results. But use the right amount of fibers. Mix the, pro- the proper way cast properly cure properly curing is so critical use the mixed designs and the fiber loadings that we've outlined precisely and you will
1: have good results i am open as i do more fiber testing again when i say fiber testing you know pulling some stuff out of the mothball you know <laughs> the fibers that i walked away from such as the ac 50s And pull them back out. Because if PVA7s are not going to be available, well, some of my looks require a smaller fiber. And that's just the way it is. So I'm going to look at the AC50s again. I'll start looking at loadings. And and then I guess I'm willing to say the same thing. I, I might post some of that under the basically saying, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I'm comfortable with. So if you want to, if if you want to develop your own comfort zone, then, you know, follow this path rather than stepping up and saying, Hey, this is the bee's knees, the end all beat all kind of thing. I I mean, that might be a new approach because man, I don't know. I think it's going to be tough to, uh, replace the sevens Mm -hmm. for what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know any other choices except moving back to the acrylic fibers. And to be honest with you, I have – now, this is me. Someone might tell me. um, Mike Driver, I don't even know if Driver is still around. He would be the guy I would consult on the glass fiber to say, at what loadings can a monofilament glass fiber achieve what I'm looking for? And so I actually did pick up a bag just to see – uh, but I am, I'm, I'm literally walking into that with a, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I well, don't it's going to take, it's it's
0: take experimentation and testing to figure out what will work right. and what won't work. Well, I think we've beat this fiber horse to death, at least for now. What do you think?
1: Well, until the next one. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, another yeah, news. Well, and I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there, though. If anybody, because I, I do, I mean, I look around a lot for fiber technologies. And quite frankly, they have not dramatically changed over the years. And what I mean is, you know, stealth versus or potentially stealth fibers versus fibers that we might show up. You know, um, so if if someone's out there, know somebody like, hey, here's a pretty revolutionary fiber, you know, tune me in. I'll check it out. I got no problems with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, over the years, we've used basalt, we've used acrylic, we've used... Uh, steel fibers, glass fibers, PVA fibers, all these different fibers. I've played with some of these. I played with steel. I played with basalt. I tried the acrylics. I didn't like them. But, you know, I keep falling back to glass because, again, I'm comfortable with glass. I I know what the Mm -hmm. results are going to be with glass. And I know it's plenty strong if done correctly and if loaded correctly for what we do. So I don't have any problems. So that's why I use glass. But
1: Yeah. All right. Where were you going?
0: While I was going, did you see the new t-shirt design we have, Concrete Lasts Forever You Won't? Have you seen that? Yeah, I did see that. Pretty amazing. Pretty sick. So anybody listening, go to the Kodiak Pro website and go to shop and click on merchandise. We have a new really, really cool t-shirt design. So I don't know, probably 2005 or six. I made these t-shirts that said Concrete Lasts Forever You Won't. And they're really cool. Uh, there's a photo of Buddy wearing one mixing concrete. And it was just a fun shirt I did back then. And I did it because, A, I wanted to kind of point out the longevity of concrete, but also our own mortality as humans. I think we forget that too often. I have a buddy that's an illustrator. And I've been talking to him about doing a, a drawing, an illustration of that phrase, concrete lasts forever, you won't. And so what we came up with was a bear with a human skull in its mouth and the bear representing Kodiak Pro Concrete and skull representing man. And, you know, the bear is going to last, the, the human won't. Um, and then on the front, it has a, a skull as well. It's just a rad shirt. So check it out. Go to Kodiak Pro, click on uh, the store and then click on merchandise and you can pre-order those. We have them in production right now. They should be done hopefully this week. I don't know. I'll, I'll follow up and uh, go pick them up from the screen printer. So those going to be out soon. Uh, we scheduled the... Summer 2022 Pinnacle Concrete Camp, and it's gonna be here at my shop in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. It is the last Pinnacle Concrete Camp we're holding here at my shop because I sold my property. I'm looking for new property right now. I've been traveling the world. I'm probably gonna go out of town again next week to go look for more properties. It is what it is. But that being said, we announced this a week ago, and I sent an email blast, and we've had six registrations in pretty much less than a week. So six people have registered in less than a week. We cap it at 20. So if you want to get in, get in. Because we're already a third there, and it's only been a week. Um, to get in this class, go to ConcreteDesignSchool.com. There'll be a little link at the top. Click on that, and it'll take you to the, uh, the page. And it's a six-day workshop. Dusty Baker, John Schuler, Brandon Gore. It is our marquee workshop. It's the one that yeah. we've become world famous for. It is the best workshop in the world. If you want to learn how to do GFRC, UHPC, ECC, Fabric Forming, uh, concrete sinks, concrete countertops dusty creed upright casting how to st- seal for the real world sales and marketing pricing and more than that because that's all phenomenal knowledge well worth the price of admission but just the experience Eureka Springs summertime it's a fun fun place to come the class always has a good time
1: well, and it's the last hurrah man I the mean last right one. we're yeah. gonna get like this whole like you know wWF thing going and seeing who can <laughs> go through the windows and <laughs> Yeah.
0: exactly right the last class we we have this kodiak pro fire pit out on the uh the back patio of the studio here and we were all sitting around uh grilling hot dogs and and drinking beer and whiskey and uh, yeah i don't know i don't know where i found them but i had a whole bunch of fireworks that i just found and tossed in the middle of the fire (laughs) and people scattered because they started going in all directions yeah
1: yeah, no, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a, this is going to be a nice little blowout. It yeah. should be a great time. It's going to be yeah. a great time. I, I mean, they're that. always a great time. Yeah, but you know, when well, we can hug and cry at the last day, and I'm not going to do that, but I am <laughs> going to enjoy this class.
0: It's going to be a fun time. The summer classes, I talked about it in the last podcast, but the winter classes, I enjoy. I love the winter, just the woods in the winter, like snow. I like the beauty. I like the serenity because the town is empty. Nobody's here. It's quiet. But in the summertime, all the bars have patios and live music and everybody's outside and having a great time. And there's just so much life and energy. And to come to that class at that time of year, it's just a really fun time for the attendees. A lot of times they bring their families and uh, make a vacation out of it. But if you don't bring your family, believe me, you're going to have a good time with us because we're going to be going out and having a good time. So come on, come on to the class. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't the last class ever. We're going to do future Pinnacle Concrete no. Camps, but it's going to be at Dusty's shop or John's shop or, you know, my new shop someday down the road whenever I get it built. But uh, this is the last one at my shop in Eureka Springs,
1: Arkansas. Yeah, it should be exciting, man. Super exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Let's what see, else? What else? What else? What else, John? I can't think of anything. I'm still stuck on fibers.
0: <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm fibered out. <laughs> I know. Too much fiber. No,
1: I'm not going to. I got too much fiber. Too much that's fiber. good for you, though. Yeah. It's good for you. To a point, yeah. then it becomes detrimental. Well, I was thinking colon cancers.
0: I'm thinking colon impaction because you have too much fiber. I don't think that's possible. I man. think it is possible. I've come close.
1: Well, you gotta <laughs> lay off the glass fiber, bro. <laughs> Easy, man. Uh, Easy. Too much. No, so th- th- that was my big hit. Um so. I don't know. Next week, I got to get back on those pads. I walked away from it. So we got to get that thing going, meaning the, you know, uh, the drawing and stuff for who wants to be involved. I, I put it to the side because for the last two weeks, I've been dealing with fiber questions and fiber questions and fiber questions. So I re- really want to get this whole fiber thing off the table. But um, other than that, man, now I just rolling around.
0: All right, John. Well, we talked about the class. We talked about the new T-shirt. You know, as always, uh, like us on Facebook. Join the Kodiak Pro discussion group. We have a lot of discussion on there. We answer questions. So join that. If uh, you want to do our current promotion, change your concrete. Uh, what is it? Change, upgrade your concrete mix. Upgrade your business. Upgrade your life. Business. That's what it is. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you want to get on that, that's going until June first. So it's coming up. You got to, you know, three weeks left to, to figure it out. But make a video short video describe why you made the Switch Kodiak Pro, what is better about the mix and how it's helped your business. Post it to your social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Send us a copy of it so we can post it to ours. And we will credit your next palette of Maker Mix or Rad Mix $250. So you get $250 off your next mix for taking the time to make a you know short video. And we want to say thank you for that. So again, we've had a lot of people say they're doing it. If you're going to do it, time's running out, do it. Do it. We're waiting. I hope I see more
1: of him, man. Me too. I really do. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Just you know, make him fun, make him serious, whatever. Um, it's nice to see you, buddy. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Well, well until next week. You got it. I'll right, talk man. to you later. Bye. Bye.